Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And this is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn how to write your own stories. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts heart and art. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. And by art, we mean the craft of writing. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. Oh, I forgot. See, I'm so, I'm like out of it. Shit, I meant to say. Okay, good. There's no place in the world like writing class, and we want to bring you in. Today on our show, we bring you a story by Andrea Asquith. Oh, I love how you said it. No, I'm going to say it better. Andrea Asquith, like how they do at a basketball game, is in the house. Anyway, we're talking about the writing process, how if you're not getting rejected, you're for sure failing. That's good. In order, (laughs) I got the thumbs up. Like you can't succeed if you don't get rejected. So, and how much fun that is, right? We love to call each other and be like, guess what? I got the best rejection and we compare rejections. She has more because she is trying to succeed more. I'm failing. I'm trying to get rejected more. I love it. Andrea's story is called, I've been rejected 643 times. Here's why I resolved to fail more. Back with Andrea's story after the break. I'm Allison Langer, and every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time, I host First Draft. It's a class, kinda, because you'll get a little bit of instruction, but mostly it's a group where you come together with other writers online, write to a prompt and share what you wrote. It's the only way to get better. Come join me. Check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com or go to patreon.com slash writingclassradio to learn more. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. We're back. This is Allison Langer, and you're listening to Writing Class Radio. Up next is Andrea Askowitz reading her story, I've Been Rejected 643 Times. Here's why I resolved to fail more. Last Friday night, I was washing dishes when I said, yay, it's the weekend. Isn't every day the weekend for you? My 14-year-old son, Sebastian, said. I was like, listen, Buster. First of all, I wake up at 625 to get you to school. I know you think I crawl back to bed, but I have work to do. I could hear the defensiveness in my voice before I even got to my resume. I have a podcast, you know. A podcast requires script writing, editing, and recording. My voice turns shrill. I also write essays and teach writing classes. Those classes don't just automatically materialize. Now I wanted to clobber him. I took a breath and I wrote a book. 
When I said that, I turned away. I felt my body deflate like someone pulled the plug on one of those tube men outside a car dealership. My book came out before this kid was even born, and now he's six feet tall. He knows about the book. He also knows it wasn't a bestseller. Oh my God, I'm a loser. I'm sure Sebastian didn't hear what I said next because I spoke directly into the dishwasher. I'm trying to get another book out. I'd been trying for so long, eight years, and embarrassed me to say it. I got into bed that night, exhausted by my busy week, feeling so sad. My son thinks I sleep all day because I have so little to show for what I do. The following Monday, to prepare to teach my essay writing class, I read an essay by humor writer Alyssa Bassist when an email notification popped up on my screen. Another agent rejection. I put my head on my desk. Maybe I should go back to sleep. After who knows how long, I pulled my head up and clicked on Alyssa Bassist's website. I wanted to know what else she's written, how she carries on. Then I saw what I didn't know I needed, a class called The Art of Rejection. I signed up. For two hours, I took notes. I learned all the ways Alyssa and so many writers reject ourselves before we even try. By telling ourselves we'll make someone mad if we tell a certain story. By telling ourselves we're not qualified or smart enough to write what we want to write. By telling ourselves no one cares what we have to say. She spoke through the Zoom screen and directly into my brain. Lower your expectations. Now lower them more. Lower. Lower. She said she went from expecting to be famous to expecting to stay awake all day. Send your stories out for rejection, Alyssa said. The opposite of rejection is doing nothing. At the end of class, we brainstormed ways to celebrate rejection. This idea wasn't new. In the old days, authors hung their rejection slips on their walls. But printing out email rejections is bad for the environment. One student suggested eating ice cream every time a rejection came in, a ritual I already practiced. I felt inspired to do something that would create a permanent and visual record of proof of trying. I'd build a pile of rocks as a monument to rejection. After class, I opened my agent spreadsheet. Since 2015, I've received 95 agent rejections plus 10 small press rejections. That's 105 rejections on my latest book. I pulled out my file folders. In each folder, one piece of paper is dedicated to one essay. When I submit, I note date and publication. When a story gets rejected, I mark an X and submit to another publication. I've been writing for almost 25 years, but I've only kept score for the last 13. Who knows how many rejections I accrued on my first book and all the essays I submitted before that. I gathered the rocks and shells my kids and I collected over the years, which were strewn all over the yard. I cleaned out an old ceramic pot and added one shell or one rock for each rejection. I had so many rejections, I ran out of rocks. So I walked through the neighborhood and stole river stones one of my neighbors uses for landscaping. I did a quick look around, then filled my pockets until my shorts were falling down. Still, I had to resort to the pebbles we put down behind our house so our dog wouldn't create a mud run. I consider my dad a winner in life. He grew up in the 40s and 50s in Hialeah, Florida, a working class neighborhood. His dad, my grandpa, was a used car salesman. 
To get through college, my dad played football on a scholarship. He got so beat up, he quit and then sold women's shoes to pay tuition. He became an eye doctor and an entrepreneur and knows a lot about trying and failing. When I complained about my own failures, he told me a major league baseball player can bat a 300 and still be one of the best in the world. That means he fails seven out of 10 times at bat. Basically, the more you fail, the more likely you are to become the best in the world. This perspective switch feels life-changing. Now I see my rejections as a sign that I'm in the game. I'm doing the opposite of nothing. In the years since I've been keeping track of my submissions, I've incurred 643 rejections. I built an impressive rock pile. Even my son thinks it's something. I'm off to a running start. Still next year, I resolve to fail more. Awesome. Okay, so how many times has this been rejected? Oh my God, thanks for asking. And thank you for accepting this submission because I wanted to talk about that because it's been rejected, I think. Well, let me, can I go through it? How many times this has been rejected? Yeah, of course. Okay, so first Noah Michelson of the Huffington Post put out a call for, um, it was like a call for odd New Year's resolution stories. So, okay, first I, and he said that he was open to pitches. So first I pitched him, Every year I resolve to drink more. And he wrote me back saying, uh, I don't know, it might be offensive, which is what I said to him. Like, I, I understand this might be offensive. So then like the next day I sent him another pitch and I was like, I promise this is the last pitch. And I pitched this essay and he said, yes, this is good. Write this one. I can't accept it until I see the full essay. So I wrote the whole essay and like a day later, I mean, it took several days. It took a while to write the essay, but like he turns it around so fast. But anyway, the day, the next day he sends me back, like, I'm sorry, this is too writer focused rejection. So I added a rock to my pile and, oh, he said, because he said it was too writer focused. I was like, okay, well maybe I should submit it to a writing publication. So then I submitted it to brevity blog. And they rejected it. And then I submitted it to, I was going to submit it to Catapult, but Catapult closed. And then I submitted it to this editor that I've worked with many times or twice, at least at Hippocampus Magazine, but then she (laughs) retired. And then, so then I submitted it for submittable. And then I thought, wait, I know a publication that, that is writer focused, (laughs) writing class radio. (laughs) Well, you could have told me it was dog shit. Yeah. One that I can, (laughs) I can accept myself. Yeah. But you were sweet. You would have said, add another rock to your pile and move on. No, I would have. And well, I wouldn't probably say it that way. I'm learning my lessons, but no, I mean, I think it's good because, you know, this isn't just about writing in my opinion. That's why, I mean, I love Noah, but I can totally relate not just because I get rejected all the time, but because I don't do things because I'm afraid to get rejected. And so is my kid. You know, one of my kids is very like, I don't want to try out because I might get rejected. And then basically what ends up happening is you don't ever know whether you would have made the team or, you know, you just don't know. So 
but kids are kids, you know, they're afraid to fail. They're afraid to look shitty in front of their friends and talked about and all that stuff. But now at our age, we know that like, no one gives a shit about you. I mean, you're old news in like 10 seconds. So why not? And you know, what's cool is that sometimes people have said to you, well, it's not good for us, but try this place. And then you've ended up making great contacts elsewhere and getting published elsewhere. And that would have never happened had you not just gone for it. True that. I didn't take one note. I'm sorry. I, you're right. Like halfway through, I was like, fuck, I should be taking notes. I'm going to have to comment. And um, you're like, wait, Andrea is not listening because she's taking, <laughs> yeah, she's, she can't be taking notes because she's reading. <laughs> but I thought this was really well grounded. So we know when this is taking place. We know who she's, this narrator is talking to last Friday night, she's talking to her son and what he says, like, you know, what, what our kids say actually sometimes hurts. You know, especially when you're a writer and you're sitting home all day and you're writing and trying to make money and do classes and no one sees that. They're like, oh, you can do all the hard work. That just reminds me, oh my God, I have to go get a group gift because I'm the one who sits at home, right? So of course I'm the one who goes to get the group gift. Yeah, it's it's sucky, but we are trying to do shit. You gave me a face, I know, and I'm going off track. No, I'm giving you a face because like, yeah, that's me. I'm the one who sits around all day. That, that's what my kids think after I get out of bed. I know, I know. <laughs> but I thought you did a great job of explaining. Like I have a podcast. It requires a script and editing and recording. And, you know, we don't, they don't see that it also requires trying to get it out there and marketing it and, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that. Fuck, you're right. I didn't even get into it. I barely got into it. Yeah. Yeah. I should let him next time there's like, take your kid to work day. I should like really make him see what I'm doing. How long do you think that would last? I know. Right. He'd be like bored. All right. You, you're busy. I, I, I believe you Bye. <laughs> but then I like what this narrator does by taking the class with Alyssa Bassist, you know, and we start to get like the backstory of what changed. So we always are like something changed, but what incited that change? And I thought the narrator did a great job of showing us like, holy shit, I took this class and what I realized is, is I need to change the way I think, which again, Noah Michelson is something the whole world can relate to, in my opinion. Yeah, Noah. Noah, Noah. I'm not bitter. <laughs> she paid me to be mean to you. Um, <laughs> anyway, and it's not mean. I totally get it. Every publication has their thing. So sometimes we get stuff and I'm like, that's not good for us, but good luck elsewhere. You know, it's well-written, but so I totally get it. And he loves you. So, oh Yeah. That one was the nicest rejection. I was just really surprised because even though I was taking Alyssa's like advice to lower my expectations, lower, 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 I by accident had high expectations for a second and I thought that Noah was going to love it. And then I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, the narrator tells us about the book, about her essays, the whole thing and her process, which I thought was really good. And then she tells us what she does about the rocks and the shells and making a huge pile. So what does that pile do for you? Oh, I love my pile. I was thinking that maybe we should could show the picture of the pile for the episode because it's it really does make me feel, honestly, this Alyssa class, Elizabeth's class about failure, it changed me. It made me be like, wait, God, I'm doing great because I have so many rocks in my pile. 
You know, I was talking to somebody today in first draft and, um, you know, we were sort of talking like, how's it going with your writing? Are you happy with the process? Are you trying to get published or not? And, she, and the woman said, no, you know, I really, what I'm doing is writing because it's for me to work out my stuff in my head. And I, I really don't care so much about getting it published right now. Maybe one day it'll become something, but for most people or some people, I think they do just really want to try to work things out in their head. And occasionally a story really hits them that they want to share with the public. And I think that's totally fine. You don't have to be a writer to be submitting and getting rejected and really trying to get your voice out into the world. You don't have to be published to be a writer. That's true too. I so understand that some people don't want to get published. I'm just kind of a whore. Okay. Um, before we finish this up, I just wanted to ask you, what was the mindset of putting your dad, the example of your dad in there? So I thought that my dad, did you not like it? Like, did you think it came out of nowhere? Like, here is this. I thought it could be done without it, but we've talked about that. And there was a reason, and I can't remember what it was that you liked it in there. I thought that my dad's example, and my dad has told me this. And I, I, I really was, I was like picking up the rocks, picking up the rocks. And I was talking, I'm putting the rocks in the bowl. And I was talking to Sebastian and I remembered my dad and I told him, what my dad's theory is, you know, that a major league baseball player can bat a 300 and be the best in the world, one of the best in the world. And that means fails seven out of 10 times. And I, I just feel like it's a perfect parallel. I'm getting tripped up because I don't know if that's a metaphor or not. And we just learned about metaphors. Anyway, I feel like the batter is a parallel, that example. And, and for me, that shows I'm not only talking about getting rejected in writing, but you have to try really hard and fail, 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 fail at least seven out of 10 times. And if you fail at least seven out of 10 times, you can still be one of the best in the world. So failure doesn't mean that you're bad. Failure means you're playing. You're in the game. You're in the game. Exactly. Well, we can tell by the end that this narrator is in the game and intends to stay in the game. And I think that's a really cool ending because we see where she's going. And she's changed. We see the change from the beginning to end, how failing, she was really sad. And then she's a new perspective on failing, which I think is really cool. Boom! Bam! Thanks. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Andrea Askowitz, for sharing your story with us. Writing Class Radio is hosted by me, Allison Langer. And me, Andrea Askowitz. I am so out of it. Sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Audio production by Matt Kundal, Evan Serminski, Chloe Imon Lane, and Aiden Glassy at the Sound Off Media Company. Theme music is by Justina Shandler. There's more writing class on our website, including stories we study, editing resources, video classes, writing retreats, and live online classes. Join our writing community by following us on Patreon. If you want to write with us every week, you can join First Draft, which is a weekly writer's group. You have the option to join me on Tuesdays, 12 to 1 Eastern, and Eduardo Wink, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. I just want to um, I just want to ask um, the world, like ask out loud, like why isn't everyone in the world coming to First Draft? It's like the best thing ever. Some people have a job. They can't just take time off like that. And then they have families and they can't just take eight to nine off. So I get it. You mean everybody's not just sitting around like I do? 
Exactly. Okay. But if you do get a lunch break or you do have time after dinner, it's a great way to meet other writers. It's not like a class. It's a group, a, a support group for writers. We bounce ideas off of each other. People get to listen and share. It's just, it's, you know, just keeping the habit going and setting ourselves up for better and more excellent rejection. <laughs> anyway, what we do is we write to a prompt and we share what we wrote. And that also applies if you're a business owner, community activist, a group that needs healing, an entrepreneur, or you want to help your team write better, check out all the classes we offer because we can help you. And those are on our website, writingclassradio.com. Join our community. We come together for instruction and excuse to write and the support from other writers. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash writingclassradio or sign up at writingclassradio.com. A new episode will drop every other Wednesday. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.